0: Welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker, a comedian, and their fabulous guests uh, just s- slam dunk home runs all the way through the 80s movies we think we love or might have missed with these, our modern grown up eyes. And today we are talking about The Natural, a movie selection from 1984.
1: But someday when people look at me, they'll say, there goes Roy Hobbs, the best there ever was. TriStar Pictures presents Robert Redford in The Natural, the story of a father and a son. You got a gift, Roy, but it's not enough. Of love. He means the world to me. And desire. I'm not waiting for true love to come along, Roy. Roy. A champion? A Roy Hobbes comes along once, maybe twice in everybody's lifetime. And his destiny. With or without the records, they'll remember you. The best there is now, the best there ever will be. I wouldn't bet against me. I already have. <laughs> Robert Redford, Robert Duvall, Glenn Close, Kim Basinger, Wilford Brimley, Barbara Hershey, Robert Prosky, and Richard Farnsworth as read. The Natural
2: What is with that electronic score? It does not appear in the movie. They made it just there's, for the
3: trailer. There's elements like there's a few cues in the movie that are like, oh, that's a that's a keyboard, but yeah, no, <laughs> not not for the most part. No.
0: And it's that like ba bum ba 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 bum. Like that's either from a million other trailers or I've just like heard it a bunch before, but it's like. Standard trailer sounds. Well,
2: it's yeah, it's full on the the, the actual music in the movie, but they've converted it, it into. It's almost like this. They took the score from the video game version <laughs> of mm-hmm. the
1: movie.
3: <laughs> 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 like, Ugh the first uh, all we got I, okay. see, I, I, I will say that the that music has been copped for like a lot of gags over the years I think it's like the chariots of fire music it just became yeah. like the iconic like oh it's a huge giant sports moment music
0: um, yeah've I've heard it a million times but I've never seen this movie <laughs> I watched this movie for the oh, first time. Yeah
3: yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: so uh the voices that you're hearing are of course uh uh well the voice you'll probably recognize is filmmaker nathan blackwell oh hi there but that new voice uh is
2: voice. a replacement voice yeah i'm still oh, working no. on it <laughs> Bad news.
0: we have a bonus filmmaker with us today uh-huh josh castleman oh um,
3: i'm here too i'm here too
0: yes and filmmaker producer doer of all things filmmaking and you picked this movie
3: i did i did oh this you know the natural was actually it's kind of like a big deal to me Mm -hmm. uh in, in in the 80s so and i and i will say i have not watched it in decades I think with like many 80s movies, like there's there are things that maybe as you guys have experienced over and over again, things that are different than uh than what we what we remember and things that are very mm-hmm. much the same. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, it, it's weird because it's like in your DNA, like you at some point, you know how like kids rewatch movies, you like program it into your DNA to you where you even remember like sound effects big time and, oh yeah you know specific shots you know things it is so it is so familiar but then there's so many things that you didn't pick up as a kid uh-huh you know um yeah and
3: i just I, th- I think for for me it was the, the the some of just like throwaway lines just things like things mumbled under their character's breaths or, you know, just like the smallest, but like little, like those tiny little details, like words that just really kind of stuck, stuck with me over the Mm -hmm. years. Uh,
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's so strange. This, this movie also was a big deal when I was a kid.
0: Okay, so this is a movie from the eighties that takes place in the thirties where a guy who's supposed to be in his thirties is being played by someone who's almost fifty, uh, which is <laughs> exciting. It's an exciting <laughs> game of math. Um <laughs> right. and- to make, it, to
3: make it more exciting, he is he plays both I mean in the thirties, he's actually supposed to be a teenager, and then in I think it's is it the it's the
1: It's like nineteen thirty nine. Yeah.
3: Is that when the that's when the the major league stuff is nineteen thirty nine? Yeah. So then the earlier stuff is supposed to be nineteen twenty three. And he's supposed to be and he and Glenn Close are both playing teenagers and he's forty seven playing eighteen and she's like thirty seven or thirty eight playing eighteen. Yeah. (laughs)
0: And he has like old man hands that they make no effort to hide. It's like get a get a hand double in there and like maybe they maybe they have young hands is all yeah, I'm saying.
2: This is this is way before they would have just digitally de-aged them, but I felt like there were so many kind of buy-ins like that. It almost like a holdover from it's like a continuation of theater to where you, you, okay, we get that he looks a little older, but we're buying into the fact that he's a teenager, at least you're under lighting all the shots. You well, know. it's like
0: and the question is the question then that I imagine the the casting director would ask would be like, "Okay, I hear what you're saying. He's too old, but do you not want Robert Redford?" And then you're like, "No, no, no. We want Robert Redford. He can play any age. Like, yeah. let him He can play any age. We do not care. We will we will take Robert Redford to play a, a teenager. Sounds great." Sounds yeah. terrific.
3: But, th- but I think that, you know, it, it's you you don't see it that often, but when you do, it's like there's I think um to to jump mediums for a second, like like Better Call Saul. Um, mm-hmm. they're you know, they're currently, you know, they're well the the season that just wrapped up, you know, they're how a decade older than you know, the actors mm-hmm. are a decade older playing younger than they were on Breaking Bad. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like I love it. I think it's refreshing. It's like, yeah, just lean into it. Like, don't and they don't do mm-hmm. much to hide it. You know, it's like, yeah, change a hairstyle, but like, they're, you know, they're like we all, we're all in on it. Like, they just yeah. they yeah. just res- they respect the audience to enough to know like like we can all suspend disbelief enough to you yeah know, to buy into this and and you know I, I could and mm-hmm. the truth is is that the alternative
2: of, of what if they did anything else would be so distracting.
3: Yeah, like if they had a different, different actor play, I mean, Mm -hmm. they could, you know, I I mean, they could have had different actors playing the teenage versions of them, maybe, but Mm -hmm. um, I would have been okay with that. But yeah, but
0: so this movie is about a baseballing man, who (laughs) um, in the in his young days, like, hangs out on a farm with his dad and his like, girlfriend. And he's really good at baseball. Um, This movie is like boring, but in a cozy way. It's like boring in the way that I like where it's like, (laughs) really, I have to like watch this whole thing, but you're cozy or like it's like a nice warm blanket of like playing baseball in a field in the 20s or something like that. Um, His dad dies. A tree gets struck by lightning. He turns it into a bat.
2: Yeah, it's very superman-esque in some ways it feels, you know. But maybe oh, it's just yeah. the farm. But the yeah, so <laughs> much of this movie just to kind of put it out there is a fairy tale. Like this right. movie is a is mythos. It's a it's not meant to be as literal as as maybe some people walk into it expecting. You know, it's very much kind of like a a, a baseball fairy tale.
3: It's like a, it's like a, it's a baseball fairy tale comic book noir. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and who knew we needed all those genres mixed together? Um, yes, because and I read that it's that the book that this is based on is like a a, a parable or like a, a retelling of the myth of Odysseus, um, oh, yeah. and like. Okay. She
3: mentioned Homer.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And
3: she, yeah. The Barbara Hershey character mentions, yeah. She asks him, Do you even read
0: Homer? Account. Um, um it was, So it got that put me into a mind of like, you know, Oh, brother, where art thou? as sort of being like
1: mm-hmm.
0: an approximation of the Odyssey. But there was not enough of the magic for me. Because having not seen this movie before, I was like, okay, at what point did they reveal that, like, Glenn Close is a djinn? And, like, this is, like, all a a wish somebody made or something because...
2: that would have been a pretty weird (laughs) turn. I
0: don't know. I was like, there's so much magic. Like, but at one point, a man who is sort of the bad guy runs through a wall under his own steam and dies
3: right right bump bailey yeah yeah i mean um that is a moment that I, so yeah there's a handful of moments that stuck out to me as being is not really fitting well in the in the movie and that's one of them because they you know it's it's that and then it's followed with this sort of like lightly comedic newsreel mm-hmm. bit about about him dying and the team moving on, and it just comes stylistically just feels like it it comes from somewhere else. Yeah. Right.
0: Because if he's supposed to be an approximation of a character from the myth of Odysseus that I'm or the story of Odysseus that I'm supposed to recognize that like falls uh, falls through a wall and dies, like I'm not getting that. But they set him up as being the sort of rival uh for Roy Hobbs, and then he he re- like I ca I rewound it twice because I was like, no, he didn't die. He ran through the wall and died. It like- was
2: so funny, yeah. Like
0: <laughs> what?
2: It, it was just suddenly, you know, like news flash, you know, emergency funeral held for bump. You know, yeah. Bump Bailey. Clearly you don't read Homer because that was that scene was totally in
0: a word for word. It's been a yeah. minute since I hit Odysseus up. At least, yeah, um, I,
2: I expected them to at least change the name, but no, they didn't.
0: But it's like it's it's all like wish fulfillment. If something stands in his way, you know, it, it's.
2: Yeah, I feel you know, like they kind of downplayed the any uh, uh, Homer or I don't what What is this based off? The Odysseus. Odyssey? Odysseus. Odysseus. I feel like they downplayed that aspect and upplayed it maybe with more kind of Americana, you know, like Americana, baseball, early American fairy tale magic, you know, like the heroes that you would you would you'd invent by looking at baseball cards and things like that, you know.
3: I mean, is, is it maybe safe to say that the book was inspired by the Odyssey and the movie was inspired by the book and something yes. and, it, and, it, and it drops yeah. a few, a few details in, in yeah, and, and
2: I don't feel like I needed more Odysseus references. You know, I right. I felt like it was still like, cause it's, it's also been some time, like it's probably been 15, 20 years since I've seen the movie yeah, yeah, me all too. the way through, um,
0: it's great though like i i, I did like all of those elements but the most mysterious of all of them comes right at the beginning when um and again i never seen this i did not know what to expect and this came out of the blue to me because he's like going to going on a train to like maybe get his shot at the majors or whatever and there's this whole thing where he has like a Uh, You know the whammer who's like a Babe Ruth approximation Mm -hmm. they have like a little like well I bet you you can't throw three pitches or whatever which um, he does and lets us know how good Roy Hobbs is Uh, and he meets on the train this mysterious woman Barbara Hershey and um, so right before this we see him say goodbye to Glenn Close and he's like I love you I'll send for you like Things are going to be great for us. But the minute he gets on the train and a hot Barbara Hershey, Hershey like crooks her finger at him, she's like, do you have a girl? And he's like, what? No, I've never heard of a girl. I've ne- There's no never. such thing as a Glenn Close and never has been. Robert Duvall drops this little tidbit as he's reading the paper of all of these athletes who have been murdered with silver bullets as though they are werewolves. And so he's like, you know, uh, Barbara Hershey is like making eyes at him and invites him to her room where she is like dressed in a black bride's outfit. And she shoots him and then jumps out a window. And I was like, Hold up, one second.
2: <laughs> Is this a parable for sex? What? Is What's this was happening? exactly what it was like
0: for me. Yeah, she shoots him in the side. She doesn't shoot him very effectively. She shoots yeah. him like in his like lower right abdomen, and yes. then,
3: and then she just gives up on everything.
0: And Lump jumps out the window, because it seems like she was kind of on a mission, or she was like, I'm going to kill one guy from every sport, one football man, one baseball man, one hockey guy, and then i out the window. I think
2: silver bullets are expensive. It's possible she had run out of ammunition at that point, and it's like, oh, well. I'm I'm sure.
3: can I ask were, were you guys clear yeah. that she in that moment were you clear that she had committed suicide that she had jumped out the window or was nope. it not until later? No, not like, until later. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I, I think that yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's intentional. Yeah, this is the the
2: the strangest part of the whole movie because mm-hmm. um, effectively she's a black widow serial killer style character, which kind of then repeats. To a certain degree as an echo with Kim Basinger, you know,
0: but they don't even make it that explicit that that she is the person who had murdered these other men because they don't reveal the silver Mm -hmm. that he had a silver bullet inside of him until the end of the movie. So it's really hard to put all these pieces together. And all all we know is that he gets shot and then it's 16 years later.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, it is definitely strange.
3: So that so that part in, in and of itself, that part is, and maybe it's just because I've watched the movie a bunch as a kid, but story wise that's that's clear to me. I understand that she is she has some sort of fascination with killing elite athletes, and I think they really kind of the moment that he strikes the Joe Don Baker babe Ruth character out, and her yes, eyes go from him him you know she goes right. from, she from clearly to whammer to roy hobbs it's clear okay she's you know she has a fascination with you know we don't know that she's going to kill him but we, that she has a fascination with the best of the best who's the who's the and she's she asks a bunch of questions of the the robert Duval character is he the best is he the best um and so and we see the moment where she right. decides okay i'm going to make this guy a part of my a part of my my life and And, um, and so, you know, when she kills him, that all, to me, that all congeals in a way that makes sense. What doesn't make sense to me is I think he seems to have this Achilles heel, you know, or needs this Achilles heel of something with women, something Mm -hmm. with like, you know, kind of not doing the right thing with women or being tempted by bad girls or, you know, but, but if you look at his behavior with Harriet bird is the, is the Barbara Hershey character. It he's, he's super innocent. Like he actually never says anything like, you know, or intimates like, yeah, I'm into this. He actually seems kind of confused, <laughs> frankly, like, uh-huh. you know, Oh, you want me to come to your room? Oh, uh-huh. all right. And he just kind of shows like, Hey, here I am. Like he's,
2: yeah, I think he was expecting like a foot massage.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> Maybe so, maybe so. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and so it doesn't, that doesn't, So like when that comes back up with the, the memo character, the Kim Basinger character later on, it doesn't feel like, Oh man, he's, it just doesn't feel like a good enough reason for that character to give up his dream of being the best baseball player there ever was to Mm -hmm. kind of slum it with the Kim Basinger character again. It's like, I don't, I don't see how this is his Achilles heel. It didn't play that way earlier. So that's my, that is my big issue with kind of, you know, just like, who is he as a, and also what did he do for those 16 years? Like that's the, (laughs) that's the other big thing. Um,
0: And like, he just completely forget, like, you know, forgets about going close. I mean, it seems like, so yeah, he gets Mm -hmm. shot and then, and then, like yeah, we cut to sixteen years later, and he is um, showing up at a ball field where the adorable Wilford Brimley <laughs> is like lamenting that he did not become a farmer, and he is so cute in this movie and so oh, funny. My god. Yeah, um, and,
3: and with and paired with Richard Farnsworth too. Oh, I mean, oh, oh my god, them. so good. Yeah
0: are just a dream come true and they they want nothing to do with old ass robert redford who's like i'm gonna be on your ball team and they're like to hell you are uh get out of here you you're an old guy and they (laughs) like there's something to do with like he's already been signed it's too late they have to pay him and he's on the team, but they at first choose to just bench him and pretend he's not there, even though they are not a good baseball team and should probably at this point, try whatever they can get their hands on, including old guys.
3: Fair enough. Fair enough. But he's been sent to the team because this it's revealed that the scout is in on this, their chief scout is in on this plot, run by the team's owner, owner? to yeah yeah Mark? co-owner to tank the team, a la Major League Baseball, yeah. and um, be- because then they can buy the Wilford Brimley character Pop out of his share of the team if they don't win the pennant, um, if they don't like right. if they're not the best team in the in the league.
0: Which is like at it's this a lot. point too much plot. Yeah, it's like okay, there's a uh, who the judge who what pop and the ownership and the blah blah blah. It's like uh, it's it's a lot to add into the ingredients of this movie and for and like I I I knew that the judge was a different man and a different character. Than the bookie who we eventually meet but they're so much the same that I was like this could have been one guy
1: it could
3: have been one guy for sure mm-hmm. for sure yeah, the cadre point became the cadre
2: of villains
0: yeah you know? who all want to just own more of the baseball team and are are quite comfortable and open about cheating to make that happen like they're yeah. they're not sneaky. At I all. think that could have
3: that no and that you're that yeah it's a good that should have consolidated into one character because they cuz it's two different things so Gus the bookie is he's just trying to make money off of betting against the knights the the, the New York knights mm-hmm. and against him whereas the judge who's the co-owner wants them to be bad so he can maintain full ownership and then possibly eventually sell the team and get all the money for selling the team. <laughs> so right. it's just two different things. It's just two totally different things, but they're working together.
0: And, and they're both uh, in league it's, with it's, it's Kim Basinger.
3: And the, yeah, 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 right. Like, who's yeah. also who's also Wilfred Brimley, Pop's niece, apparently. Um, And
0: is like with (laughs) and is also dating Bump, who is a baby Michael Madsen, who we learn later is on the take. Yeah. Right. And
3: and trying to get and then eventually starts dating Roy Hobbs, Robert mm -hmm. Redford and trying to get him to be on the take.
0: Yeah. And it's It's a salad of plot. It's a lot. lot. Um, But eventually they do. So they're not letting him play. They're not letting him play. I they and they're losing they're not a good baseballing team and so they keep hearing they have to every time they lose it seems they have to hear a lecture from a little man who tells them that losing is like syphilis and if one of them catches it they'll all catch it I'm not sure that's helpful for sports but um he's just he, he's
3: a sports <laughs> psychologist and 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 maybe maybe that, that art had not really evolved yet. It had not. He <laughs> was he now. was
0: too ahead of his time. Um and so finally uh Roy Hobbs gets fed up and he like stomps out of there and like just after a real quick like chat with Wilford Brimley he's like I came here to play ball and Wilford Brimley's like well I didn't agree to that and then he's like well too bad and then the next day it's like well, why don't you go ahead and play you know
3: have you thought about doing this as like a one person show Chrissy <laughs> the entire film because the entire I, thing you're saying um,
0: I should I, I really have a nice hat I could wear it when I'm being the Kim Basiner character <laughs> Um, and of course like it turns out he's really good at baseball like even though he's old and you know injured or whatever he's really good at baseball.
2: Yeah, he's magically good at baseball.
0: Magically good. So much so that he like he mag- his magic is to break stuff when he is playing baseball extra good. Like he breaks a ball, he breaks a sign, he breaks a clock, he breaks the lights. Like that's how you know he's good at it.
3: He also is so good that his, when he's coming up as a prospect, he's a pitcher. We know nothing about him as a hitter. He is just the best mm-hmm. pitcher ever to have existed. When he resurfaces 16 years later, um, after who knows what kind of practice, he is the best hitter we have ever seen, which is a mm-hmm. huge leap. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And it's just like, that's why I kept being like, magic. This is Magic. This is, you know, magical realism. And at some point we're going to learn who has the magic or from whence the magic comes. Um, Is it? And I'm like, okay, is it the bat? Is it the lightning of the bat? Like he was blessed?
2: Well, that's yeah. The gods. That's the thing that we we think about. And and so, you know, to skip way ahead when the bat breaks, is he able to? continue his magic you know
0: yes because he made another bat with the chubby little bat boy he's like oh my god (laughs) this is possibly my favorite moment in the movie when the little kid's like oh what a bat like that (laughs) he's like let's make one together oh my god i died
2: (laughs) so yeah we we it's interesting because we only saw him as a pitcher And when he returns um, 16 years later, we never see him pitch except for once. And then we realize that that is like something he can't do anymore because of his, his injury. He -hmm. pitches and then clutches his side, even though he did a fantastic job, he can't do that anymore.
0: No, there's a whole lot of montage in this movie. There's like uh, just a plethora of montages Um, We get a a, you know, suddenly all the team is wearing little lightning bolt patches like out of solidarity with with him kind of and like finally they like the old man. Uh, They're winning, they're winning, they're winning. He goes to talk to the judge. There's all of that. All of that business of like the team and the pops and the ownership and blah, blah, blah. And that's when he starts um, hooking up with uh, Kim Basinger right when they're on a like a real winning streak.
2: Yeah. yeah. And and then she becomes the the magical bad luck boner.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, getting laid on the reg is really not good for his baseball.
2: No. Yeah, he his magical hot streak and the Knights' magical hot streak um ma- it vanishes as soon as he's getting laid,
3: which which again, Again, I, I I just, I'm like, is, is that really his, I don't know. Like, is that like, he just, he's so driven to be the best there ever was. He says it over and over and over again. And he,
2: yeah. And he's like, granted, anytime anyone tries to convince him of anything, he will not bend. And then this, you know, it's, there's so much in this movie that discusses luck.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know,
2: you've got, first of all, you've got people gambling on everything, you know, Mm -hmm. betting on, on all sorts of things, people on the side. And then, and, and, and then our, our good guy doesn't want to participate in that, but yet so much of, of, of like his presence in the team changes their fortune. And then him getting involved in the wrong people reverses that fortune Mm -hmm. yeah there's so much
3: I mean the 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 Chris you mentioned the lightning bolt patches that they put on. It's really it's like there's it's superstition, right? They're mm-hmm. just like oh this mm-hmm. guy who came out of nowhere with a lightning bolt on his bat seems to be good luck. We're gonna put lightning bolt patches on our uniforms for good luck.
0: It must be and the it, bolt. <laughs>
3: yeah, it, there you go. And it's all and it's the other thing is it's 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 luck and it's also just the way the story is told. Everything is all or nothing. Everything is a home mm-hmm. run or a strikeout. There's no singles. There's no you know. There's no walks. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, it's all, it's a home run or a strikeout, and there is nothing else. And I feel like that, yeah, that continues throughout, the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, thematically in so many ways. But like somehow, to Nathan's point, he is not picking up on the fact that the Kim Basinger character memo, who he doesn't seem to like even all that much, um, no. is, is just bad luck. She's just, you know,
0: she's, that's, she's that's her clear, job. like, The fact that she is using him could not be more telegraphed um, in every single way. And she's not even that secretive about it. She is very open about like, well, I'm also going to be dating this Gus guy because he has money. And yeah, Bump was fine, but he's dead now. So let's not worry about it. And like, (laughs) why don't you take the money and let's run? Like she's she's not. All that. She's not doesn't seem like she's trying that hard no. to hide who and what she is. She's kind nope. of owning it. Um, and God is she gorgeous. This movie is just full of oh, like yeah, for beautiful sure. yeah. women who look who look so perfect in their 40s costumes. And I'm just like, dang. Uh, so then we get Glenn Close again. Like we've forgotten about Glenn Close, and then he's losing, he's losing, he's losing. And then she comes to see him and stands up in the crowd and is literally glowing in a halo of, like, her, like, gauzy hat being sunlit from behind. She looks like a drawing of an angel. And uh, all he has to do is, like, sense her presence and he is good at baseball again. Which, like, to me then at that point, I was like, she's an angel or something. She's an there's some sort of end there's some sort of thing we're going to learn at the end that she somehow has this magic or is providing this magic. And no, she's just a regular human.
2: Yeah. And we, we have to talk that the me, that the cinematography in this movie is so good. Uh, and, yeah.
1: the,
2: and the music is so good. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, like, the top of the top, like the cinematography. It was actually nominated for an Oscar. Um Caleb Deschanel, father of Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Oh.
0: No. Um,
2: yeah. A legendary cinematographer. It, it this is this is I feel like shots from this movie are used all the time in like Oscar montages, even mm. though it never won.
0: Mm-hmm. But it is it is beautifully made and beautifully yeah. lit and beautifully shot and well acted and the costumes are amazing and mm.
2: uh, yeah and the score is so good and it's Randy Newman um, who seems who who you know who most people know by singing his trademark
1: <laughs>
2: voice in like me? yeah in Toy Story movies and things like that but he just. Oh, man, I was going to use the metaphor and knock it out of the park. Even if this wasn't a baseball movie, it's so good. I think the
3: the score is like it's so it's so versatile, too. It's just like it's like it's like subtle and homey in moments. And then it's like, oh, you need a you need a 19. You know, you need a 1930s ragtimey fit. Like, here we go. Like, it's I mean, and he's every, you know, there's as far as I know, I mean, other than maybe some incidental music here and there, like, like it's, it's all him. Like there's like, no, like mm-hmm. none of the, like there's no like transition music that comes from, that comes from elsewhere or anything like that. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's, he's, I mean, he's, I, I, I may swing back to Randy Newman uh, at, at at the end segment, um, Ooh, but okay. uh, <laughs> he's yeah, he's uh, it, it's it's a really really special score. In fact, I I did I owned the the score on I, did, I had very few mov- movie scores as a. As a high schooler but i i did own this one and listened to it regularly
0: oh my gosh oh, that's great that is such a like young filmmaker thing to do like that that should be the sign like do you have movie scores uh, in your music <laughs> collection as a teen well guess what sonny you're a filmmaker
3: if i had a second um, if i had another one i don't know what it was it's the only one that i remember having actually so uh,
0: i do no, really
2: yeah. I um I had uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Star Wars and then I also had I think a number of Disney ones like Peter Pan and and
3: Fox. Oh, fun!
0: I had a, an album of Tim Burton film scores and Edward oh, Scissorhands oh. was my favorite. Yeah. Um, and I also had the Braveheart film score. <laughs> and oh yeah. just I just listened to it. <laughs> Like, a weirdo. That one was so good. Just getting uh, ready.
3: Just getting good. ready in the morning. Just and uh, listening new. to the
0: Braveheart like soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he he finds Glenn Close finds him again, and then all of a sudden he sort of tells her his story. There's been this whole other thing going on with Robert Duvall, where everybody's like, "We got to find out his story. We got to find out where this guy's from. He's a mystery," and and like as an audience person, I'm like, oh, well, they're going to find out he got shot. Why is that bad? Like, they're going to find out he was injured. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Later, it's revealed that like Barbara Hershey's suicide might be able to be twisted to look like there was at at
2: the worst. It's, it's a very, you know, it's like here, you've got someone who has now become sort of this American hero looked up by kids and, that there was, <laughs> some you know, like a mur- possible murder-suicide event mm-hmm. that would completely tarnish him. In in a in time like a of-
0: negligee too, like she was wearing like right. a sexy death. Right, right. look, at, she's
2: half dressed. You can see two of her ankles. <laughs> you
3: know, and he was fully clothed, and also the one who was shot. So, mm-hmm. like, just doing the it's it's a little confusing, right? Doing the math on it, it's like, yeah, but any. Anybody who thinks about it for two seconds would see that he's not the one who did the murder. He's the one who was he was shot. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Well, except I, mean, I do think that's murder. like
0: realistic in sort of a dark way, like the whole fatty arbuckle thing of like just the like the appearance of impropriety was enough to get you um, you know, like literally blacklisted in yeah. in the thirties, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yep, not true. that they mention that at all. Um it's just this thing where he doesn't want anyone to know but he does tell glenn close like i spent years in the hospital and she's like well were you in chicago like where were you and he's like i don't know in a hospital and then i just dicked around for 14 years <laughs> doing what i like i need to know more
2: he was just he he kind of like was telling glenn close what he was up to
3: Kind of, and I then think it fades
2: off. Is- yeah.
3: <laughs> so c- can I add? They're in a so they're in a tunnel as they're mm-hmm. talking about this, and it's so it, it's like re- it's like real echoey, and you can't totally make out all the mm-hmm. words that clearly. Some of this I watch. I so I rewatched this because I really think like that's to me this is the central unanswered question: is like mm-hmm. what did he do for those sixteen years? Like what's mm-hmm. like what like there that's that seems to be what. The movie is wanting us to ask, and
1: mm-hmm. the and
3: finally he starts telling her this, and I'm like, okay, here we go. He's gonna, well, you know, he's gonna hold some stuff. We can half hear what he's saying because of the echo and the exactly. sound mix, um, yeah. and then it just sort of trails off at the point where he gets to the stuff that we don't know yet.
1: Right? <laughs> right.
2: right. So, yeah, we uh, knew
3: all right. this already. We knew he was right. shot. We knew no, he I was, was a rodeo clown,
2: and then I was a taste tester for the King of France, and then I was. Uh...
3: Apparently, so in the book which I have not read, but apparently in the book, Max the Robert Duval character does discover a picture of him as a as a as a clown at some mm-hmm. at some point, um, which I'm very curious about. I, I kind of makes it doesn't make me want to read the
1: book.
0: Well, that's the uh-huh. Odysseus bit, right? Is the that the you know the story of Odysseus is like him uh, his trials to return home to. The, his wife and child.
2: and and then this twist is that he doesn't even know he thinks that returning home is to baseball
0: right. to his wife, baseball. right. So yeah, so we then we do get the reveal that like Glenn Close has a son. Mm-hmm. And like at first, they're like, neither of us is gonna say anything. Um, <laughs> I have a son. Don't ask too many questions. His dad lives in New York, and uh, you know I don't know why I came to just find you out of the blue all of a sudden. Except for that, my son needs a father. Big time.
2: <clears throat> so you're doing well financially, I hear. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, <laughs> but
2: not being a clown anymore, I hear. <laughs>
0: She's done quite well for herself as a single mother in the twenties and thirties,
2: right? Who who's got an apartment in Chicago, but yet
3: still owns the farm,
0: and but is like doing great. Like she's doing great, yeah. But uh, of course,
3: you know we we don't we don't know exactly what she's doing. She's that's know, right. Really. <laughs> that's true. But I I I think the she's movie did, the movie does have a you know some of the female characters I feel like are not are not super well lived in despite mm-hmm. great performances. I think just mm-hmm. writing writing wise, it's like, oh, huh, what? Yeah. What do we what do we know about her other than the fact that they had a son that he doesn't know about? And it's been a long time since they've seen each other. Like, and
0: like, yeah, great in a hat and, and to be yeah. honest,
2: though. We really don't know much about any character in this movie. It's true. Lot, you know, like, like, OK, so who is the second most important? male character after Pops. Robert Redford it's either Pops or Robert Duvall and and we yeah. don't know really anything about them either
3: no you
2: no know? no good it, point it, it definitely keeps us this movie keeps us in terms of their i guess their their function their mythological mm-hmm. function you know mm-hmm. it it i feel like it is purposeful that his vanishing is a mystery because everyone else goes like, well, where did he come from? What happened? Yeah. You know, it the movie doesn't want us to know what he was up to other than being probably a sad sack, you know, who, who took all this time to kind of redis to not only heal, but to rediscover his, 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 I guess, love, not love of baseball, but maybe his confidence in being able to play it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You guys talked about the cinematography earlier, and I think that you know what is really special and amazing about it is that is that it it highlights that mystery. It, it, you know, it's it's everything's backlit. If anybody's mm-hmm. face has has light on it, it is a special occasion. Like everything is, it's just heavy, heavy ratios. Like 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 tons of shadow, little streaks of light. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, the, you know, Nathan, you talked you were talking about like how everybody's mysterious. There's, you know, like so little is revealed and the light in this movie does exactly that. It matches it perfectly.
0: So that just reminded me of the moment where he does go into the judge's office and the judge is like, forgive the darkness I was afraid of the dark and now I'm so fucking brave that I have to have darkness all the time even mm-hmm. though it's rude to my guests Um, I <laughs> just thought that part was so bizarre and then at the end like to be a dick Robert Redford like turns on the desk lamp flips
3: on the fluorescence <laughs> at the end <laughs>
0: God damn it! So good, such an odd moment of comedy in this movie. So he, so so he meets Glenn Close. They like chitty chitty chat chat. Like there's a moment where it's like, oh, he does know that's like obviously his son, and he does know he's gonna stay and insist on meeting the boy. Nope, he's kicking around the front yard and off he goes. Uh, He goes back to a world where Kim Basinger is in trying so hard to like win him back over uh and then she just like figures he's not falling for it and poisons him
3: (laughs) maybe maybe
1: uh
3: you don't think so i i don't i'm on the fence about that i mean there's Mm. that there's there's the moment where she gives him the she puts some morsel of something in his mouth at a party. And then an hour later, he starts to feel pain in his side. But when he's in the hospital, it's revealed that, oh, that's the the lining of your stomach has been deteriorating over years. And we found this silver bullet in there that's been doing it. And so I wasn't 100% sure. I was like, was he there? Because did he get poisoned and it just coincidentally it led to them discovering that the real issue...
0: That was, was my the, read. Uh, that was yeah, my read.
2: My read was that he, Robert Redford, was 48 when he made this movie, or 47. <laughs> he was and 47.
0: Eat,
1: <laughs> eat, eat
2: food that rich.
0: <laughs> casually.
2: There's going to be consequences. I mean, at this point, like he's got to be concerned about cholesterol, mm-hmm. you know?
0: you got to watch out for sodium. I definitely thought That she had poisoned him because like the moment comes right before where one of the two bad guys is like, well, either way, we're doing our plan. And then she like looks at him so sadly. But I also was like, wait a minute. He was in the hospital for two years after he got shot and no one took the bullet out.
3: Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's been there. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean I'm I'm inclined to there's so much pointing to she poisoned him so I'm I'm, I'm, that was my recollection of it going in for sure I'm inclined to think that that's what they were trying to do but I just I guess I would have appreciated a line from the doctor that's like well you were you know we found this poison in your system but then also um, you know there's that we also happened to stumble on this bullet which has Mm -hmm. created this irreversible damage it's just not explained clearly enough because yeah i i guess with the
2: ambiguity of like 40s medical technology and knowledge it's it's tough to (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's hard to figure out exactly what it was because i also know that like always removing the bullet is also a bit of a a hollywood trope you know like you don't necessarily always remove the bullet from a bullet wound Mm. Uh, I believe.
0: Well, this guy definitely makes it sound like it was just rolling around in his stomach, like it uh-huh. was just rattling around in there. If you shook him, you'd have heard it bang against the sides of Robert Redford. Um, and it's but it, like for all the like mystery, the doctor's like, "Oh, well, here's the one thing we do know: if you play baseball, your stomach will explode. <laughs> that's what we do know. We don't. That's." The one he says fact it he
3: does say it pretty much that direct.
0: Take to the bank, yeah. um, and then there's, this, there's a lot. So, this is what I mean about the movie being kind of boring is that then there's a lot of <laughs> he and said,
2: Look, this is the 40s, we don't know much, but here's the one thing we do know
0: <laughs> you will explode if you ever pick up a baseball bat again. It's gonna
2: be gross.
0: Well, yeah, and then. A lot of mystery surrounds the injury still, but like, okay, hemming and hawing. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is he not going to play because they're bribing him, or is he not going to play because he truly is injured? And, like- and this is
3: a, and this is to, to this is a one game playoff for the pennant. So it's they've, they've lost three games in a row while he's been out with his po- poisoning. <laughs> right. Or- what, what, what- he he wakes up in a maternity
2: dude. ward. Because yeah. it was the uh, which is a great I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And and <laughs> when they say it, it's like oh uh, it's like, oh, where am I? Oh, you're in a maternity ward. And then there's a beat, we lost three when you were out. And yeah. they're meeting games, but I thought babies. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh no. <laughs> oh.
0: There's also a moment where they're talking the opposite coach of the opposing team is is sort of like egging the bad pitcher into like play a little dirty and he's like this guy just got out of a girl's hospital you're going to let him be you <laughs> i thought that was pretty cute lo and behold he is going to play and he's not doing so good he like bleeds out of like he he's bleeding but from what from the 17-year-old bullet wound why is he bleeding
3: he
2: keeps scratching. He's not supposed to scratch.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, but he's not doing a good job uh, until Glenn Close is like, give him this note, let him know that it is his son.
2: Yeah. Which I would have found very distracting and not like...
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe not great timing, but I mean, nothing else was working. I think no. you know we, we saw him swing and miss at like 11, yeah. 11 pitches up until Ooh. that moment so fair
2: that's fair he's
3: like screw it what else what else can go wrong let's just you know let's send this note down Mm -hmm.
0: and so he does so then he's like he gets his powers back but he breaks wonder boy the bat Yeah.
2: yeah so the question is whether or not the magic bat was the source of the magic
0: and uh, maybe it's just the bat you make because the adorable little guy, the little Batman is like, uh, here's I'm here's the one we made together. You know, it, it, the, your power now is fatherhood. Uh, and you've sort of been a father to me. We built this together. So here's your power. Which and was then- a weird
2: speech to give him, but it does explain <laughs> a lot. So and I then- guess it's just only homemade bats that are magical that give him remarkable.
3: i I, th- I think it's like a it's like an innocence versus you know mm. versus not innocence thing or uh you know a p- purity versus pure <laughs> purity versus impurity or you know and so Glenn, Glenn close the farm the bat the you yeah. know those things are innocence and And, you know, memo and and trains and uh, gamblers with gamblers and, you know, those things are impure and and not innocent.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um.
2: But yeah, they they do a, a great lead up of like, okay, so I mean, ultimately, like there's only one more strike that needs to happen. And then he's out, but they do a great job of just building up the moment of bringing out a new pitcher.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: like he he hits a foul ball, you know, which uh, smashes the glass where Robert Duvall is is preparing uh, preparing a sketch to slander him. You know, um, you've which got I the- love
0: that all of their praise and criticism is accomplished through cartoon.
2: Yes, <laughs> and uh, and then you've got the bat that's broke you know the the wonder bat and then it's it it starts to get stormy and then there's lightning and then he's clutching his injury it's starting to bleed and the catcher is noticing and then the cinematography is just amping it up and the music is starting you know and then you get you get his big victory as the music swells and you get this fantastic um visuals of him of the ball striking the lights and exploding constantly
0: yep just <laughs> raking down he,
3: he hits it hits one light and these are individual these are like individual light bulbs it hits one light yeah. and it sets off a chain reaction
0: <laughs> where all
3: of the other light bulbs can't help but explode uh, they want to be part of it yeah, yeah. they just want to be they just want to be in on it it's just part of the magic
0: uh and then like you know he wins yay baseball um the bad guys are all
2: so sad.
0: So sad except you think for a minute that Kim Basinger's going to shoot him.
2: Right. Uh, because she she actually fires a gun near him. <laughs>
0: right. And I'm just like, not again. Uh but then Bippity Boppity Boo, he's at home on the farm with his family now.
2: Yeah, which is maybe like the quickest resolution of a movie I've almost I'm sure there's something shorter, but it's, it's literally only four shots.
0: And, but, and, but also like, maybe he's dead though. Like maybe he's dead and that's his like heaven (laughs) dream or something. Like maybe he did die. And he had just like, like
3: yeah, well, I feel like you
2: can make that case.
0: Like the guy said,
3: I mean, he made it all the way around the bases and it was just, I mean, it only exploded a little bit. Like yes, there's blood, right. Which means that yes, it did explode, but like, he's still you know it's uh i love the by i mean i love that image by the way of like him you know it happens a couple times you know just him making he's he hits the walk off you know the walk off home run makes it around the bases it's raining you know people are pouring out and he's like you know it's just him alone in the darkness you know rounding the bases i guess that's an earlier victory but you know in this one it's the the fireworks coming from the coming from the lights you know the chain reaction of the lights exploding you know and he's it's it'd be so difficult to be backlit at night in a baseball stadium but they Mm -hmm. find ways to do it a couple times Uh Um, it's 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 uh i love it
2: yeah and the music is just hitting its highest point at this point
0: and it's it's Um, it's great like what a good movie um I feel I, like I we, it. we
3: spent so much time talking about, I'm very happy to hear that because I still love it too, but it's so hard not to just pick at its foibles, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's so close to There's being some
0: goofy shit.
3: <laughs> yeah. But it's so it's like, it's just, you know, just the dialogue, the performances, the cinematography, the music. It's like, it is sort of, it's so close to being a masterpiece. It's just, mm-hmm. it's really just, you know, the script just has some, Just some weird-ass shit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and, and I
2: feel like it was all purposeful. Like, Mm -hmm. these are choices that they made, you know, to kind of make some things obscure or, quote, mythical or mysterious.
0: Okay. So, but I I agree that, you know, it's still a really good movie. And Robert Redford is just... So great. Like, I just love Robert Redford. <laughs> he's so yeah. mm-hmm. he's so everybody in this movie is head-to-toe charming. Uh you know, I I would watch a whole movie about Wilford Brimley and like the two coaches. Like, I just mm-hmm. want to know more about them. I would watch a whole series <laughs> that's just about their adventures. They sing songs <laughs> to each other, or Wilford Brimley whistles. Or they actually run
2: a farm. Yeah.
0: yeah. They where he gets his farm. Uh so how many. Um, silver bullets out of 10 <laughs> silver bullets. No, because then 10 more would be bad, you right? How many?
3: Be shot by. Yeah.
2: How
0: many magical bats do you give the natural? We'll start with Josh.
3: I will give it. Eight of ten magic bullets, wonder boys, or what was the third thing? What was our third uh, possibility? It's
2: weird, um, uh, Darren McGavin eyes.
0: <laughs> or how many, how many lights do you knock out for out of ten lights? I'm going, it, I'm many? going eight out
3: of ten. I, I think you know, I, I know we spent a lot of time talking about the shortcomings of the film, but I just the magic just really it mm-hmm. just though I i teared up a number of times in the movie, it's it just. Emotionally, it still does all of the stuff to me that it did when I was a kid. It's, I'll say it, it it holds up despite itself.
0: I agree. Yeah. Um, What about you, Nathan?
3: Um,
2: So I would be, so I am, I'm gonna agree. I'm going to be shot by Barbara Hershey 8.5 times.
0: Nice, (laughs) nice. For
2: some, I just, I just, I don't know where I come up with these numbers. I just feel it in my gut. It's mm-hmm. the, the silver bullets rolling around in my it's gut. There are 8.5 silver bullets roll, yeah, exactly. rolling around in or there. Or poison. Yeah, or poison. Um,
0: I I agree. I give it... But I, I'm going over, going over both of your heads. I give it a 9. I oh, love this movie. Wow. I thought it was great. Ooh. I thought it was boring in a cozy way. I like <laughs> movies about sports, even if I don't like sports. Uh, and it was all just like a really beautiful delight and i was so curious about the magic that i was like really really on the edge of my seat trying to find out who had made a crossroads deal um and so deep cut recommendations i i already mentioned mine it's oh brother where art thou um which also has like a timeless 30s 40s um you know appeal of costuming and a, a charming leading man and it's a you know a, the retelling of a myth uh in that setting so that's mine
2: um for my deep cut recommendation so i feel like baseball just makes the best sports movies like they make it's, the best it's movies it, it, it's because you you you're allowed to see like individual triumph you know, the way that you know, unlike, let's say, football to where everyone is kind of covered in all the in, in their outfits and helmets. And it's it's hard to have moments of individual triumph. Um, I feel like the second best sports movie is like boxing
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and then maybe soccer. OK, but so, so I, I guess what I'm saying is that my recommendation is going to be another sports movie, a soccer movie. Um I mean, the obvious like recommendation is to see Field of Dreams is just to be a big weepy mess and to miss your father mm-hmm. and to watch two of these movies in a row. But maybe that's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to, to say in terms of sports movies, just in terms of my favorite I'm going to go uh, with an oddball choice of Could Shaolin's I, soccer.
0: I was going to say, <laughs> can I guess Shaolin soccer? <laughs> right. Oh. I, I think
2: everyone needs more Stephen Chow in their life.
0: Um. Yeah, that's a great pick. I, uh, sports movie, deep cut. And I
3: have not seen it, so I will take your recommendation. Nathan, Ooh, and I will raise you.
1: you. Ooh, you're you're uh, going to uh,
0: like it. You're going to like it a lot.
3: Awesome. I look forward to it. Um, so I'm going to go with the early career of Randy Newman. <gasps> Mm-hmm. Um so specific, so his first he's got a self-titled album that came out in the late 60s. He's that he's he's been around for a while. Um and then he's got a couple uh, 12 songs and Sail Away uh Sail Away is is I, I think probably his best album uh and Good Old Boys right after that. So those that little chunk of of four albums um mm-hmm. and if I can quickly tell you the my I, I this is the second time today I've had a chance to tell this this Randy Newman story. I saw him a few years ago at the Hollywood Bowl and uh, they they closed the first they had an intermission in the middle of their set. It was him with a band. And at the end of the first set they they closed with "You've Got a Friend in Me," uh, which which uh, you mentioned earlier, Chrissy, mm-hmm. and uh, and this was clearly the song that his younger audience was there for. So there mm-hmm. were parents with kids who were there, you know. Oh, it's the, you gotta. And mm-hmm. as soon as they're done playing that song and heading into intermission, Randy Newman says, "All right, we'll be back in twenty minutes. We're gonna go shoot up."
0: Ah! <laughs> that's what keeps it going
3: that's that's randy newman in a nutshell right there you know he's making the kids music but he's still he's just a cranky funny old son of a bitch so um
0: that's hilarious lovely having you josh um thank you so
3: much for having me it was great to be here
0: definitely got to get you back again um where can people go to support your arts and entertainment endeavors
3: yeah, so uh, I um, and my creative partner Stephanie Lucas have a company called Limitroph Films and if you go to limetrofilms.com L I <laughs> M I T R O P H E F I L M S .com uh you will uh, you can keep track of what we're up to.
0: Thank you for spelling it. Um Nathan, you should also spell the word squishy just in case people don't oh. don't know
2: where they can find all
0: your artistic endeavors.
2: Yeah, yeah, as usual, they can go to s q u i s h y s t u d
0: i o s.
1: squishy. Oh, dot
2: Squishystudios.com.
0: Um, and you can find me at the neighborhood comedy theater the place and NCT Phoenix online as well as most excellent, most excellent Chrissy um, please follow us on the Instagrams at most excellent pod uh, and listen for me coming up on the Saturday matinee uh, podcast on uh, true story FM thank cool. you so much for listening um, I hope that you find some magical bats in your life and while you're out there in the world remember to be excellent to each other don't get shot by Barbara Hershey and party on. Party on,
1: dudes.
0: dudes. Okay, that was so fun. Thanks, you guys.